Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It's Thursday morning, the 16th of June, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew in the chair for you on this quite cold Thursday morning if you're in the Sydney area, but looking forward to the next hour. Plenty to get through as per usual. Your calls, one three hundred o one eleven seventy, or you can text 0457 736 736 about anything in sport. I'm going to throw something at you shortly. In about 15 minutes, hopefully we're going to have a chat to Jonathan Gallo, our football expert. Uh, what a week to talk to him in as well with Australia qualifying for the World Cup. New Zealand, unfortunately, yesterday, as we know, during the show, didn't. And England lost 4-0 to Hungary, what, only about four or five months until the World Cup starts. So we'll get his thoughts on all of that, hopefully in about 15 minutes' time as well at one past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Well, this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, on the back of Andrew Redmayne, who was well known, but I don't think he would have been a household name 48 hours ago. I want to know your unlikely sporting champions. For your chance to win a Velveline T-shirt or maybe a Makita prize pack this morning, maybe both, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, your unlikely sporting champions. Now, I'm not saying Andrew Redmayne was uh, unlikely. He's a very good goalkeeper, as we saw the other day. However, uh, the ones that you didn't expect to be a champion but turn out to be, and maybe not even champion, but just very good at their sport. The unlikely sporting champions on this Thursday morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. There is a heap of out there, obviously a lot in rugby league, but uh, a lot in individual sports as well. Uh, so if you've got one, let me know. The unlikely sporting champions, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll get to your texts and your calls soon. Chance uh, to win a prize this morning at two and a half past five. Now, a bit of rugby league news going around. And as we know, the State of Origin teams get named on Sunday. And we're only 10 days away from that second Origin match. It is Sunday week in Perth. It's the final Sunday State of Origin your thoughts on that? I don't mind the Sunday State of Origin, but they're going back to three Wednesdays next week. Rep round, of course, next weekend as well, which has caused all these issues with, in particular for New South Wales, for Daniel Tupo, Katoni uh, Staggs, Brad Fittler. Well, Katoni Staggs has chosen state over country, declaring he wants to play for New South Wales before Tonga in a representative selection tug of war for his services. And I believe Daniel Tupo's done the same as well. Staggs' admission has emerged amid a day of high drama 
uh, over international eligibility that included the Broncos centre being included alongside New South Wales origin player Daniel Tupo and Tonga's test match squad to play New Zealand next Saturday. The test match is scheduled to be played, as I said, next Saturday, just 24 hours before the Blues face Queensland in a series-defining origin two clash in Perth. Yet Staggs has declared his preference is to play for New South Wales, while Tupo has also phoned New South Wales coach Brad Fittler to relay a similar message. Staggs said, I definitely want to play for New South Wales. That's my preference. He made his Blues debut last week in their 16-10 loss to Queensland. I've spoken to Christian Wolfe, the Tongan head coach. I've been picked in the Tongan squad in case I don't make the Blues team. But I've told them I want to play Origin first, and if not, then I will play for Tonga. It's nice to have some options, but it was always my dream to play for the Blues, and that won't change. Well, that's going to be very interesting because the same goes for Daniel Tupo as well. We saw how Josh Adokar played on Monday afternoon in the Bulldogs' shock victory against the Parramatta Eels. He would have to be very close to being picked for Game 2. So will Daniel Tupo, even though he wants to play, for New South Wales. Will he be there? And a few rumours going around, and it was mentioned on NRL 360 last night as well, that potentially Stephen Crichton will come into the starting lineup for Katoni Staggs. So you may find, even though these two players want to play for New South Wales, they may well be playing for Tonga. Now, there are other key New South Wales team uh, selections, according to the Daily Telegraph. So this is what they've reported this morning. Uh, Axe Manly forward Jake Travojevic is headed for a state of origin to recall. Uh, if that is true, I think that is a very wise decision. Overlook Bulldogs winger Josh Adokar is back at the forefront of the New South Wales selectors' minds. And this is going to be very interesting, as I say, because I don't think Daniel Tupo did a lot wrong in the first state of origin. I probably would have had Josh Adokar there in the first state of origin anyway, but I do understand why they uh, picked Daniel Tupo. And now, all of a sudden, they might have to get rid of Daniel Tupo if they want Josh Adokar back in uh, the side. Uh, now, X-Factor Ryan Pappenhausen's hopes of earning a Blues bench spot have been flattened after testing positive to COVID. So that news came out yesterday. We were talking about it on the show yesterday that really it would have been interesting if he could have just got through that game tomorrow night. And there is a round of NRL starting uh, tonight as well. We'll get to that a little later on. But if he could have got through that game tomorrow night, would he have been selected potentially on the bench in that utility role for the New South Wales Blues. I think he would have definitely, his name definitely would have had to be in the squad. Uh, I think probably along with Nico Hines, but he's been ruled out with COVID. So potentially he won't be allowed to play. Although one wonders if they would be tempted to pick him, but with no games under his belt, probably similar to the Latrell Mitchell situation, that won't be happen, happening. And New South Wales won origin forwards, including Eels duo Ryan Madison and Regan Campbell-Gillard and Dragons forward Tarek Sims are struggling to be retained. Uh, Telekai from the Sharks was also selected in the Tongan squad, but remains a focus of discussion for Blues selectors. So what do you make of that? If the Daily Telegraph is to be believed, Jake Trevojevic is headed back to state of origin. Josh Yadokar, 50-50. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, looks unlikely. And Ryan Madison and Regan Campbell-Gillard, also along with Tarek Sims, are struggling to be retained. I would dare say Angus Crider will probably get a look in as well. Uh, he's been pretty good for the Roosters over the past couple of weeks. So your thoughts on all of that? I'm happy if it is true that Jake Dvojevic is heading back to the side. And, and also your thoughts on Daniel Tupo and Katoni Staggs putting state before country. And of course, if they're not picked for New South Wales, they will play for Tonga in a World Cup year as well.
I saw someone put on Twitter yesterday that they really don't think that in a World Cup year, maybe aside from World Cup years, it would be all right, but in a World Cup year that we should have players preferencing a state over a country, and if they do that, they shouldn't be playing for their country. Now, I know that's a bit hard with the depth we have in the NRL and uh, obviously with International Rugby League, but we want to keep growing uh, International Rugby League. So going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of uh, the selections that Brad Fittler and Greg Alexander make in State of Origin Game 2. They will find out in about 72 hours who will be in that side. Your thoughts on all of that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Also asking you this morning for your chance to win a prize. Uh, 0457 736 736. Your unlikely sporting champion, sporting heroes after Andrew Redmayne's great Household Now he's a household name after his great save on Tuesday morning. Brett's been in touch. Morning, Dan. How about Stephen Bradbury and Leicester winning the English Premier League? Well, Stephen Bradbury, yes. Uh, we always talk about him, and it was, I think, 20 years this year. Uh, and Leicester sort of gets forgotten, doesn't it? Six or seven years on. But that was an amazing season when they went on to win the Premier League that year. Uh, It's all been, ever since then, a bit of Man City and Liverpool. uh, But Leicester, still very competitive as well in the English Premier League. Great text to kick us off, Brett. Leicester, yeah, uh, great achievement in the Premier League. No one saw that coming that year. And they uh, sort of just came up from nowhere and ended up winning that English Premier League season. So thank you for that text, Brett. Keep them coming. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your unlikely sporting heroes at nine and a bit past five. Also news yesterday in terms of the NRLW. Uh, Good news uh, that we're going to have a further... Four teams have expanded it to 10 teams for season 2023 with NRL Chief Executive Andrew Abdo uh, announcing the four sides. North Queensland, West Tigers, Canberra Raiders and the Cronulla Sharks will be added to the current six-team competition in a major shake-up of the league. Uh, I saw Vossi tweet about this. The New Zealand Warriors, who were a foundation team involved in the first three NRLW seasons before having to withdraw due to the COVID-19 pandemic and not among uh, the expansion sides. Neither are the South Sydney Rabbitohs who have been vocal about their intentions to bid for an NRLW license. And just on that, NRLW players have raised concerns the women's game is growing too quickly after the governing body fast-track expansion with four new sides, as we said, to feature in 2023. While the commitment to growing the game has been welcomed, there are fears the NRL's aggressive approach could dilute the talent pool, a problem that Newcastle Ford and RLPA director Hannah Southwell believes can be avoided. Now, Southwell said yesterday, expanding too quickly can come with problems. We don't want to risk undoing all the work we have done to get the women's game to where it is today. We've got no issues with expansion. We're going to 10 or 12 or 14 teams as the game grows. We just want it to be within reason. We don't want to push it too hard too early. New South Wales captain Kezi Apps and Kylie Hilda have recently expressed similar concerns as well. So going to be interesting. There are currently 35,000 registered female tackle players across the country. Andrew Abdo said, we've done the analysis. We have flourishing state competitions in New South Wales and Queensland and a women's national championship. We have a participation growing and talent developing growing. Uh, Each of these catchments have have over 1,000 players. So there you go. 
good to see 2023 more sides, four more sides in terms of um, the NRLW. Um, of course, and we've got this season. So we've had, we're having two seasons this year. We know the Roosters won it back in February, March. That was the late 2021 season. The 2022 NRLW season kicks off in August. So only a couple of months away. Uh, so growing on the back of how successful it was at the beginning of the year, we've got another season coming up. And then these expanded clubs will join the competition next year in 2023. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Just before a break, asking unlikely sporting heroes this morning on the back of Andrew Redmayne, unlikely sporting champions. Tommy at Heathcote has been in touch. Morning, Tommy. Stephen Bradbury, surely most unlikely sporting champion ever. Uh, yes, I think Stephen Bradbury is going to be a popular choice this morning. Uh, 20 years we celebrate since he uh, won that gold medal. Thank you, Tommy. Keep them coming in. Uh, two nominations now for Stephen Bradbury, and I think I can see another one I'll get to shortly. Uh, 0457-736-736-1300-01-1170. We'll take a break. It is 12 and a half past five. Yeah, good to have your company, 16 past five. Don't forget Australia's biggest Beaumont tiles together with us want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont, Beaumont tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. Fantastic prize there, $25,000 in advertising packages. Asking unlikely sporting heroes this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Another one uh, coming in, another one mentioning the Oval, uh, the Oval Treatment mentioning Stephen Bradbury. Arguably the greatest of all time unlikely sporting heroes would be Stephen Bradbury, as a previous uh, texter mentioned. But who can uh, forget the cult hero status of Eric the Eel at the Sydney Olympics swimming? I was thinking about that this morning. I was wondering if anyone was going to text in about that. That was just an amazing uh, time, wasn't it, the Olympics? Thank you, Yeovil Treeman. Keep them coming in. Unlikely sporting heroes. Chance to win a prize this morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 at 18 past five. It has been a very, very big week in terms of football. When we last spoke to this man last, I think it was last Thursday morning, we had just beaten the UAE. We had Peru to come and uh, well, it's fair to say he wasn't 100% sure about uh, the possibility of Australia making it through to the World Cup, but uh, they went through to penalties. They got through to the World Cup. Jonathan Gallo, good morning. Uh, five comp- five World Cups in a row for Australia. Just a fantastic achievement. Morning, Dan. Yes, definitely was. I think that uh, the head of Beaumont Tiles was probably in addressing room of the Socceroos before the game. I will win was pretty much the uh, the mentality that, that the Socceroos came out with uh, in this game against Peru because I think it just stunned everyone. It really stunned the world. It stunned Aussie fans who didn't expect uh, you know, the Socceroos to come out and play so positively. Mm. They they absolutely gave it to, to Peru in that first 45 minutes. They were just you know really making Peru difficult. Life was, was not easy for Peru. And you could just see the, the physicality, the way that the, the Aussies got in their faces. They didn't take a, a backward step. They just kept playing their, their football, playing the way that they've always played, which is you know, not the, the most aesthetically pleasing style of football. I mean, everyone would admit that, but it really rattled the Peru side. They just couldn't get their passes stringing together the way they would have liked. They didn't get time or space on the ball that they would have liked either. Every time they looked up, there was a Socceroos jersey right in front of them to, to break down their play. 
And, uh, you know, we attacked. We moved them through long balls in behind their back four in the defence. We tried to every way possible to rattle this Peru side. And when you see a Peru side come out that way and play that way, mm. yes, it's not the best, most exciting way of football, but at least it's our way. We felt like we were in control and we felt like Peru were coming down to our level. Every time the game got on and on and on, and yet they hadn't scored, mm. Peru just kept coming down to our level of play. And that was exactly where we want them to be. And, uh, you know, we, we really did everything we could to rattle them on the front foot from the first to the final whistle. Uh, and, and I think we just deserved it to get through. I mean, mm. the more the game got on, the more our chances went up. And I think as it went on to extra time, extra time was a bit of a bit of a low affair because a lot of cramp was setting in for both teams and players are going down with hamstrings that need to be stretched and, and all the rest of it. But it always looked like it was going to go to penalties. There wasn't too many chances created in that extra time. As as you can understand, it's been a long season for everyone. But um, yeah, when, when penalties, I think uh, our chances went through the roof because that was the one area that we could have a chance to, to win. And you know, Andrew Redmayne, what, what, a, what a fantastic story that is. You know, he comes on, apparently it was planned. He said it was planned after the game. And then I heard Matty Ryan speak after the game and Matty Ryan said he didn't know that he was coming off mm. for that. He didn't think it was planned. So I'm not too sure what the overall thing was there. But he came on, Andrew Redmayne, subbed on as a goalkeeper on extra time, which is just a huge call in itself. Well done, Graham Arnold, for making that mm. selection. And that little trick play worked. And I think Peru threw off Peru's preparations. I don't yeah. think their penalty takers expected to see Andrew Redmayne in there. And then obviously the, the dancing wiggle means being thrown around now. He was he was dancing in the goal. Mm. He was making the goal look very small as much as he could. And he's a tall man, Andrew Redmayne. He's around mm. about six foot one, six foot two. So he's quite a big man. And you can think, well, as a penalty taker, there isn't probably a whole lot of room to aim for. Mm. And uh, luckily, they, they, they got into the minds yeah. of the Peruvians and uh, got away with a fantastic win. I think it's it's probably yeah. not up there with the Uruguay win back in 05 when mm. we had the penalty taker with, with John Aloisi, but I'd say it'd be probably the second highest uh, moment in yeah. Australian football history for sure. And uh, probably like the top five in, in Australian sports when you look at how big of achievement it is for, for Australian football. Yeah, and it was funny. Like I, I got in here. We had it on uh, SCN. We had coverage, so my show wasn't on. So I listened to the first half on SCN got in here. And every time we got through another minute and another minute, the confidence kept building. And I thought Australia played very well. Look, their World Cup draw is tricky. They've got France, uh, and this is Australian time, 23rd of November at 6 a.m. Tunisia at 9 p.m. on the 26th of November, followed by Denmark. So, look, it's going to be hard to get through those group stages, but uh, it's still a fantastic achievement that they've made it. Just, I want to ask you about a couple of other things as well. New Zealand, uh, unfortunately, losing 1-0 to Costa Rica yesterday. Um, and a lot of talk about the refereeing in that game. And also, England. Now, they're one of the favourites for the World Cup. They made the finals of the Euro, uh, well, made the final of the Euro tournament last year. Lost 4-0 yesterday to Hungary. And uh, Gareth Southgate, their manager, copping a bit of flack. Your thoughts on those two issues? Obviously, disappointing New Zealand not making it, and are you little concerned about England? Yeah, I think New Zealand. I mean, I, I was surprised the way New Zealand came out and played against Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a is a nation that has some great footballers. Joel Campbell is a player that's uh, probably the biggest name in Costa Rica. He's the one that's come to, to haunt the New Zealanders in the end with that goal in the third minute. And it was an early goal to grab, and I, I was a bit surprised with New Zealand's reaction. They came out and played as good a football as they could have possibly played. I think they pulled off something like fifteen shots on target, but unfortunately for them, they just didn't go anywhere near the goal. They created some great opportunities, and, and Chris Wood, who plays over in the Premier League, Newcastle, who's a striker for New Zealand, mm. he was doing everything he could to get the uh, the New Zealanders back in the game, and 
it's, it's a tough moment for New Zealand football because this is something that they would have really wanted to propel their game forward over in New Zealand. Obviously, mm. rugby union is the, is a massive sport over there, followed closely by, by rugby league. And then you look at the fact that soccer's probably taken a, a backward step in the last couple of years um, in, over in New Zealand. So it's a big, big loss for, for New Zealand football. I do feel for them for sure. Costa Rica would be a, a tough nation to play in the World Cup. It's got a good history of making the World Cup. So congratulations to them. Um, look, I think with England, oh, I mean, the reaction's been amazing on social media. I've been watching a lot of the media from Gareth Southgate yesterday. <laughs> I watched his post-match interview after the game. And, I mean, he was booed by the England fans. Mm. The whole England fans were booing him and saying Gareth Southgate to be sacked in the morning. Chants were ringing around. Um, look, I, I think he, you know, he's, he's a person that's trying to put a bit of a positive spin on it. He was saying it wasn't the best England squad that featured out there. There was no Jack Grealish. Phil Foden wasn't playing. Raheem Sterling wasn't playing. But at the same time, they still had Harry Kane. They still had Batuya Saka. They still had Aaron Ramsdale on the goal. John Stones. Um, players that played for the likes of Man City, Arsenal, Spurs, some of the biggest clubs in, in world football, yet couldn't get the job done against Hungary and, and to lose 4-0 at home. It's the biggest loss England has suffered at home in 94 years. Mm. Um, so that's a, that's a massive, massive record that you don't want to be broken. And I think, um, I think really at the moment, Gareth Southgate is, is definitely feeling the pressure. There's no doubt about it. Six months away from the World Cup in November, December. So there's a lot of talk about, is he the right manager? Obviously, he was asked that question after the game. Do you feel you're, you're the right manager for, for the job? And he felt as if he was. He said he was experimenting with the squad. It was, he said that it's been a long season. The Premier League players are coming in fatigued and he wanted to rotate the squad which people understand to a degree, but you still had Harry Kane starting. You still had all these players I mentioned, mm. John Stones, you know, players that are playing in top quality clubs in the world and yet got beaten by, by Hungary it, it, by, and by 4-0. It's a massive and, margin uh, at home. So and, it, um, yeah. it, there's definitely concerns. And, and the pressure, I was just going to say, the pressure that comes on to any England team uh, heading into a football a World Cup or even uh, the Euros, but definitely the World Cup, everyone in England wants them to win. Most of them, for some reason, always expect them to win. And I, I know I've spoken to you off-air about this, and we're a bit short on time, but they're one of the teams that I honestly think could go on to win the World Cup if they play their best. But their performance uh, last night or yesterday morning, our time, is slightly concerning. In, in about 30 seconds, do you think they, they can turn it around? I, I still think they can. And it is very hard, I reckon, John, to read too much into results. And I know this is a proper tournament. It's not a friendly but it is hard to read a thing of results into these results until we get to the World Cup because it can just turn up so many surprises. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, this is probably the loss England need to have at the moment. I think it was probably a, a little bit of a reminder in some ways. I think they'll get better from this six months out. I mean, people say it's, it's, it's a very close time, and it probably is in some ways. But mm. as, as you said, I think it's League of Nations. It's, it's a tournament where England can experiment a little bit. I think there are players that he can he can still play. I mean, Jack Grealish could have started, Phil Foden could have started, Raheem Sterling could have started as well, and that would have probably made a, a lot of a difference, to be honest. I mean, those mm. those couple of players are one of the best players in, in world football. So, yeah, I, I think that would have helped. Um, I, I understand where Gareth Southgate's coming from. His back four probably wasn't his normal back four that he would have liked either. So there are some exceptions to the rule. I still think at the World Cup they're going to be big. I mean, they're, they're probably mm. one of the biggest favourites, along with France, to, to win it. So... I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into it myself. Right. But you know, English media—they've been bagging for Gareth Southgate <laughs> the last twelve to eighteen months. 
Um, so I do feel for him. He's a man that's certainly under a lot of pressure at the moment. We'll see if they can turn things around. Don't forget SEN as well. We'll have every game of the World Cup covered when it kicks off, I think, about November 18. Uh, that is just from uh, memory. So looking forward to that SEN all across it. John, we'll speak again next week. Speak soon, Dan. Take thank, care. Thank you. Jonathan Gallo knows everything and anything about football. Keep those calls and texts coming in. We'll take a break. 0457-736-736, the text number. Or you can call 1300-01-1170. Unlikely sporting champions on the back of Andrew Redmayne. We'll take a break. Back with more. It is 28 past five. Yes, and it is six and a half to six o'clock. Don't forget, uh, through SEN 1170, Vossi and Brandy coming up after 6 a.m. to take you through the breakfast show. Through 1620, uh, Gold Coast and SENQ, it'll be Patton Hills after 6 a.m. A stack of texts there asking, unlikely sporting champions, unlikely sporting heroes on the back of Andrew Redmayne the other day. Uh, Dan says, Tom Brady, he was drafted 199, seven Super Bowls later is the GOAT. Yes, didn't he just sign a contract about a month or so ago uh, for whenever he retires uh, for, what was it, something like $375 million, uh, for Fox Sports. Thank you, Dan. Great nomination. Uh, Brett has been in touch saying, hey, Dan, how about Japan beating South Africa in the 2015 Rugby Union World Cup? And how about Coco Goff in the same year beating Serena Williams in the first round in Wimbledon, being only 15 years old? Two great nominations there, Brett. Thank you very much. Um, and Junior Smithy says as well uh, that morning, da- morning, Dan. For me, unlikely champion is Matthew Deladova. He was in drafted, and yeah, he had big names around him, but he was a big part of the success with heart and passion. Plus, when he had to step up, he came out biggest out of the lot. Thank you. Junior Smithy for that. And Yeovil Treeman says, Hi, Dan. Not sure if anyone mentioned yesterday the great win by Nature Strip at Royal Ascot in the King's Stand Stakes, completely demolishing a field of the world's best horses. Yes, uh, Rossi and Brandy definitely did uh, a fantastic win. Just brilliant uh, win overnight yesterday night. I will give the prizes firstly to... I'll give two prizes out today. Anthony and also Brett. I'll be in contact with both of you over the next couple of days. In fact, Tommy, sorry, uh, from Heathcote and also Brett. I'll be in contact with you over the next couple of days. Thank you for listening, Vossi. Brandy next through 1170 Sydney and then through 1620 in SENQ Pennant Hills. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit website of stuff.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.